What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. It is Tuesday, November 9th, opening day of the 2021-2022 college basketball season. I'm excited. You're excited. It is the greatest time of the year. College basketball overlaps with college football. You can't get better than this. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight, Instagram and YouTube by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show, and of course, the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com. We've got wall-to-wall coverage of college football, college basketball, and everything in between. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by a good friend of mine and a regular on the podcast, Mr. Blake Lovell out of Nashville, Tennessee, will be joining me momentarily to talk all things college basketball. Blake Lovell has been covering college basketball like nobody else for years. He covers the SEC for 14southeastern.com. He covers college basketball for various other outlets and also is the assistant editor for the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook. Nobody knows their college basketball quite like Blake Lovell. It's always an honor to talk with him, and you know college basketball is upon us when he comes on the podcast. Before we jump right into the interview, I want to just tell you to head on over to the website, themitchdavisshow.com, Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight, Instagram and YouTube by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. At this time, I would like to welcome my good friend and college basketball junkie, Blake Lovell, to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. Now by Blake Lovell, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the podcast, a regular on the show, and you know it's college basketball season when Blake Lovell comes on the Mitch Davis Show. Blake it covers the SEC for 14 Southeastern college basketball for various outlets and assistant editor for blue ribbon yearbook blake welcome back to the mitch davis show and welcome back college basketball yeah always enjoy mitch like you said when we catch up we know uh, it's almost time for the season starts and uh, sure enough we're, we're talking here on monday evening and uh, yeah that's uh, pretty close to the tip of things off there Blake, let's just talk about it, man. We got Champions Classic tomorrow night. Michigan State will play Kansas, Duke, Kentucky. What do you expect out of those uh, t- those two games right there? Yeah, it should be interesting. I think when you kind of look at uh, you know the expectations really for for all of the four teams in it. I mean, you know, I know you know Kansas and Michigan State. We know what the expectations are with those two. I mean, you would expect uh, you know just based on what you're gonna going to see from them this season we know it's Kansas always going to be slotted um you know as a team that that expects to to have a chance to to get to a final four we know it's kind of the same for Michigan State when you look at it uh in that regard and you know expectations never change no matter what your your roster looks like I mean Kansas is what I think they're right third to start the season uh Michigan State uh you know not quite maybe your traditional Michigan State team uh, that we've we've kind of you know they'll be kind of on the outside looking in maybe to start the season, but there's no doubt they have the potential to get there. And then of course Kentucky and Duke, pretty interesting to see what both of these two teams look like just based on you know a lot of newcomers, especially for Kentucky. I think you look at them and I mean they, they've got a lot of newcomers, but they're all very good. I I think Kentucky right now I think is the favorite to win the SEC again uh, after that you know nine and sixteen season last year, but. And Duke's got a lot of talent, and um, I think that one's probably you know more fascinating for me, and probably for a lot of people, just based on being a top ten matchup. But 
Yeah, I think it should be two good games for that question. Before we get into the SEC, and obviously you are probably the most knowledgeable SEC basketball guy in the business, I want to ask you about a couple teams around the country. Let's start with Memphis. What are you hearing about the Tigers? What are you expecting out of Penny Hardaway? Obviously, very successful offseason. Are you expecting a lot out of this Tigers team, or will this be another disappointing year for Penny Hardaway and the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, they, they should be really good. I mean, I, I think that, you know, anything less than that would be a disappointment just based on kind of what the roster is that they've built. I mean, we know with all the talent they've sort of acquired on this roster, um, you know, having Bates come in and, and you just go down the line. I mean, there's just so many good players uh, on this roster. And, and I think it'll be the same scenario we've seen before, where they'll be one of the best defensive teams in the country uh, just based on their size and length and, and athleticism. I mean, they are certainly – be right there i think the opportunity uh you know to, to just be really great i mean really like that's probably the best word is great in that scenario like they have been over the past several years um i think the most interesting aspect of memphis will be their non-conference schedule because they do play a pretty you know a tough non-conference schedule and i think when you look at some of the teams they're going to play you know like a st louis like a western kentucky um obviously you got the games against alabama tennessee in there um, you know, they got Ole Miss, of course, and then Virginia Tech's another one. I think it's a, it's a very fascinating non-conference schedule, and I think that'll kind of tell you a little bit more about what to expect from this team. But in terms of talent, you're going to be hard-pressed to find many teams that are as talented as Memphis. Uh, can they turn that into a, a Final Four-type season? I think this is probably their best shot they've had in a while. Blake, we have two massive preseason games this weekend on Friday and Saturday. Starting on late Friday night, you got Villanova traveling to Pauley Pavilion, take on the UCLA Bruins. What are you expecting to see out of that game? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, UCLA, we, we know kind of the, the scenario where they got to, you know, doing what they did last year and just, uh, I mean, what an unbelievable job McCrone has done there. I think you sort of look at it. From that scenario, and understand that you know the expectation now for UCLA is what it used to be. Um, this isn't just a team that's sort of floundering in that you know middle of the pack or whatever in the in the Pac-12 anymore. Like it's a it's a team that expects to compete for national championships again, and that's what they wanted. You know, now it's kind of what they were hoping for once they made this hire was, hey, this is what we need to get back to. And so um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun because we know Villanova. You know what you're getting from a Jay Wright team. Uh, when you kind of look at, you know, what the expectations are going to be for, for this team in particular, they're going to be very efficient on offense. Both these teams are going to play, you know, kind of a, a very slower type tempo, more methodical approach to how they play. Um, so I don't know if this will be a game that's in the 80s or the 90s or anything, but um, it should be a very good, you know, college basketball game between two teams that, that realistically should have a chance, you know, to make the final four this season. On Saturday night, following the Kentucky Vanderbilt game, you have Texas playing Gonzaga uh, in a very, I would say, anticipated matchup because it's Chris Beard's first big opportunity as the Texas coach to get a big win over the number one ranked Gonzaga team. What do you expect out of Texas in the Gonzaga game, and especially more importantly about Chris Beard and this Longhorns team? Yeah, I mean, Texas, I'd be surprised if, you know, we look up and Texas isn't a top 10 team every single year. Just with him coaching there, uh, I think that we've already seen he's he's been able to bring in talent. And I mean, they're I think their top five ranking to start the season is justified. I mean, I, I don't have any any doubts. I think he's he's one of those guys that's earned the benefit of the doubt at this point that he understands what it takes to, to put something together to have a chance to you know get into final four. And I don't think that'll be any different this year. I think he could step right in. I think they could have a chance to compete for the national championship right away. Um, so I think that's kind of a long-term future for them as a program. I, I really do believe they'll be a, 
a top 10 team every year as long as he's there. For the Zags, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, they're, they're the number one team in the, in the country heading into the, the season. I think, again, that's justified just based on the roster they have. I don't think a lot of people, the storyline would be, how do you compare this year's team to last year's team? I think that's so hard to do just based on, you know, how incredible that team was last year and going through the season the way they did. But listen, um, you know, you can't go undefeated unless you win the first game. And it's a challenging first game for the Zags uh, with this Texas team. So that that is definitely going to be one that's a lot of fun. Jumping over to the Southeastern Conference, both yours and I, bread and butter, like, I want to ask you about the bottom half of the league before we get into the top half. Georgia, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, A&M, those four teams, are there any chances to, to surprise some people and maybe uh, potentially uh, finish within the top five or six of the league? Or are those teams pretty solid into that last four spots? I think Vanderbilt has the best chance of that group. I think because they have, you know, potentially the player of the year, Scotty Pippen, getting it back is huge. And, you know, we just talked about Texas. I think they'd have gotten Dylan DeSue back as well. They probably could have a good chance of cracking into that top half of the league. I think it's still going to be difficult. My guess is they probably wind up in that 8 to 10 range, somewhere in there, which, you know, an 8 an eight could be enough to, to get you right there on the bubble in the NCAA tournament. Um, but I don't know that even though they could be significantly better than they have been, past several years um you know the challenge is always how do you eclipse these other teams that are just getting better and better too so i think vanderbilt does have you know kind of the best of that group there i think they've got the most potential to probably surprise some people just because uh you know they do have scotty Pippen and, and he will you know, be one of the best players in the league so I want to ask you about Ole Miss before we talk about LSU, Florida, and Mississippi State. I want to ask you about Ole Miss. What do you expect out of Kermit Davis's team this year? They seem to lose a lot during the offseason. They're going to be young, but do you expect Kermit Davis to rally the troops a little bit and get Ole Miss back into postseason play? You know, Ole Miss is one of those teams, and I've said this to a, a couple people, I guess, is they're probably one of the hardest teams to figure out for me. Um, I'd probably play some – I'd probably place them in that eight to 10 range right now too. Cause I think it's just, it's so hard to know exactly what you're going to get. I think with them, um, you know, I think they'll, I think they'll be good on defense. Um, I don't know exactly what to expect from them on offense. I think that's probably one of the, the question marks just in terms of, I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. I'm not saying that's going to be a bad thing, but I think it's just, it's a lot more to probably be determined on that front with them. Um, just, you know, this feels like a team that should be, very solid. Uh, I don't know that this is the kind of team you're going to look at and feel like they're going to be an elite team. Could they challenge an NCAA tournament bid? Sure, they could. Um, but I don't know that their ceiling is maybe anything above, you know, being a team that, that can get into that top five or anything like that. I just don't necessarily see the overall makeup of this team and the depth and all that matching a lot of these other teams. Uh, but I do think that the potential is there. I just I think there's a lot that's probably yet to be determined based on how they can play offense. Looking at two teams like LSU and Florida, who both lost a lot of guys. Florida lost Scotty Lewis and Trey Mann to the NBA. Of course, LSU lost three or four of those core guys from that 19-10 and 10 season last season. What do you expect out of the Gators and Will Wade and the LSU Tigers? Yeah, I said Ole Miss was the hardest to figure out. I think these are the next two. Um, because I, you know, the unfortunate aspect at this point with Florida is that, you know, you look last year and just, I think you kind of throw out last year because of the Keontae Johnson situation all that. I don't think you can, you can say anything about, you know, what they did last year with, with any sort of, um, you know, validity just based on knowing what happened with that situation and, and how hard it was probably to regroup from that. Uh, but now you, you kind of reset things this year and 
I mean, the, the one thing, unfortunately, like I said, with Florida has, has really been inconsistency. And I think it, it makes it so hard to predict where they're going to land. And, you know, I've seen there's probably Florida fans that are frustrated that maybe they're picked in the middle of the pack in the SEC. But I, I think it's just so hard to pick them any higher now because even if their talent's there, you just they've been very inconsistent. At times they look great, at times they don't. You know, they'll have Colin Castleton. He'll be an all-SEC player. They've got some good players coming in. Uh, but I just don't, I just don't have the trust in Florida right now that I do some of these other teams ahead of them. And with LSU, I mean, they're basically, you know, turning over the majority of their roster. And those, you know, Big Four were there for several years, kind of driving the, the ship there for LSU. And now they get Darius Days back, that'll help. But such a different team. They don't have the experience, you know, that they had last year. They don't have that chemistry built in that those guys had. Uh, on the floor, you know, with Fonte Smart and um, Cam and um, Trenton Wofford and those guys, like they just, they're not going to have that. And I think how that plays out, it's going to be very interesting. I don't know, LSU defensively has just been a hard team to trust on that side of the floor, and I don't think that'll get any easier this year. Jumping up to the 5-6 and six spot in the SEC preseason speaking, Auburn and Mississippi State. Mississippi State had a pretty big offseason, adding D.J. Jeffries to the roster, the transfer from the University of Memphis. Of course, Auburn was young last year. Bruce Pearl has brought in uh, five-star Ford and Jabari Smith Jr. What are you expecting out of the Auburn Tigers in Mississippi State? Yeah, I think these are two teams that could actually, I don't want to say they're going to be the surprises because I think there are high expectations for them. They're, they're NCAA tournament teams, but you know, if we're looking up in the year and saying, wow, how did those, you know, who are the teams that came out of nowhere and maybe challenged for the SEC titles? I don't think they're coming out of nowhere, but I do think there's there's a lot of potential, and the ceiling's pretty high for both of these teams. Um, you know, when you look at Auburn, obviously Alan Flanagan's injury keeps him out for a little while. That, that's going to hurt them in the non-conference, but once they get him back, I think they're going to have a lot of pieces in place. And this will be kind of an unusual Bruce Pearl team in that I think a lot of things will be driven by the front court versus the back court. Uh, but they still have guys that are going to be able to step out and shoot threes, like Walker Kessler. I think how he plays will determine a lot uh, for them. Uh, when you talk about, you know, someone coming in from, from North Carolina, speaking of, you know, you transition right straight to Mississippi State because you got Harrison Brooks coming in. Uh, for them, I think how he plays will determine a lot for Mississippi State. But of course, as you know, DJ Jeffries from Memphis, really good player. Um, you add him to the mix with those guys, and you got Ivan Molinar, who's an SEC Player of the Year candidate, too. I don't think he still gets enough credit for what he does. So, those are two teams I'm very intrigued by. Uh, I think Auburn, you know, does have an outside shot to win the SEC if, if everything comes together like we think it can. Uh, I think it's just a matter of it's just going to look different because it's not a team that's going to shoot, uh, you know, a ton of threes. They'll shoot threes, but it's just it's one of those teams that you're not used to with Bruce Pearl because I think all their their star power is probably going to be in the front court versus the back court, um, and I think how that all comes together that'll probably determine how good Auburn can be. I want to jump over to Tennessee and Alabama real quick before we talk about Kentucky, Arkansas. Tennessee, Alabama, Nate Oates, everybody says it's probably going to be a mystery year. Nobody knows what to expect out of Nate Oates' third year at Alabama. Out of the Tennessee and Alabama, who has the most likely chance to compete for the SEC championship with Arkansas and Kentucky? Yeah, I would. I mean, actually, I, I put Alabama and Tennessee both ahead of Arkansas right now. Um, I just I think I have more trust in, in them just looking at the rosters and not necessarily the, the, the coaches because I do have a lot of trust in Eric Musselman and what he can do. I know we'll talk about them in a second, but I think Alabama, you know, again, it's how do you replace Urban Jones, who was kind of the, the overall best player, I think, in the league last year. and. Um, you just talk about someone that did a little bit of everything. And how do you replace John Petty, who was just a, a dynamic three-point shooter and 
really fit in how they like to play. But the good news is, you know, I think Alabama is probably the deepest team in the league. Maybe Kentucky, those two are probably right there, I think, in terms of depth. Um, there's so many guards on this Alabama team they're going to have coming back. I think they've got a pair of guys that could be SEC Player of the Year candidates. I would probably pick Jaden Shackelford right now as my SEC Player of the Year in the preseason. Um, and then, of course, Javon Quinley is still there. They'll have two guys like that uh, leading the way. Uh, I mean, it's just what else can you ask for in that scenario? But, you know, you had someone like J.D. Davis coming in, a star freshman. You've got all these guys around them, like a Noah Gurley coming in from Furman. Uh, and I just think that, you know, Alabama's got a lot to work with here. I mean, Keon Ellis is open down the line. Alabama have a chance to repeat as champions. Tennessee, Kenny Chandler, you know, five-star point guard. He'll be one of the best players in the league. Uh, everything will run through them. And if they can just get some kind of consistency on offense, they were very frustrating to watch last year. Um, and I think it, I think they'll be more consistent on that side this season. Uh, I would I would hope they would be. Defense, you know, how do you replace E. Potts, who's been the best defensive player in the league the past two seasons? I think that's the big question on that side. And can you get, you know, John Fulkerson back in, in a rhythm? Whereas I think last year it was really hard for him to kind of get into that. Uh, even as an SEC preseason player of the year type candidate last year, if they can get him back in a rhythm, I think Tennessee's got a chance to win the league too. Looking at Kentucky and Arkansas, obviously everybody knows about the rivalry back in the 90s between Rick Pitino and Nolan Nolan Richardson. Talk about that rivalry, and would you say that rivalry is back? And I also want to close on, is this the year that Kentucky finally gets back to the Final Four and Kentucky fans can kind of put that uh, pressure off Cal Perry's shoulders a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, that rivalry is when you go back to the 90s and those two teams were were just playing and the incredible games they had and just – entertaining style of basketball they both played I, I think that's kind of going to be the story of this season I think you'll see a much more entertaining Kentucky team um you know I think he threw out last year just one of those anomalies you're just not going to see again I think Kentucky as long as John Kyle Perry's there um I think this is a team that has all the pieces uh, to get to the final four have a chance to win a national championship uh, I, I I still want to see how certain things develop I think you know it's Kentucky's I don't think Kentucky's going to be as good in November as they'll be in February. I think you always say that about Kentucky. Um, and I think this will definitely be the case with them. Is you bring look at these guys, they brought in Samir Wheeler from Georgia, who wasn't necessarily efficient there, but I think you could still see the talent. Now you put him around a much better, I think, supporting cast in Kentucky with Kellen Grady and, and obviously Washington, that's that freshman that's coming you know, in. And you kind of just look at these guys and, they're going to be able to shoot the ball. That has been the one missing element for Kentucky. You haven't necessarily been able to trust them shooting from outside. Um, I think they're going to be much more easy to trust this year. And if they can score from the perimeter, they've got guys that can get to the rim. They've got size. Um, you know, Oscar Sheboy's there now to help them in the defensive side. Uh, so I think Kentucky could be the total package. It may take a little time to get there. I wouldn't be surprised if we look up. But, you know, you see this team maybe grinding out some wins in the non-conference and everybody starts to say, well, maybe this team isn't as good as we thought they could be. I think they'll hit their stride on the SEC play like they, they usually do, minus last season. And then, you know, Arkansas, like I said, it's not that I'm I'm not high on Arkansas, but I, I just don't – I think there are more questions with Arkansas than, than there are with Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee. And quite frankly, I mean, maybe a team like Auburn, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that Arkansas is going to be a bad team in any way, shape, or form, but – I mean, as you know, Mitch, I mean, it's not hard to replace someone. There's this guy, it's hard to replace someone like Moses Moody, who, I mean, he was just so incredible last year. And, you know, there's also a guy named Justin Smith, who I don't think got enough credit for what he did last year. So without those two guys, the, the roster is made up a little bit differently, and they are going to lean on those guards. Um, you know, like a Davis, like a Note, uh, Chris Likes is there now. 
um, and those kind of guys. But I don't – when you compare depth, I don't know that Arkansas is as deep as some of these other teams, but I don't know if that's necessarily a problem either because some of us' you know, best teams have been 5 6 deep, uh, and they've been pretty good. So Arkansas won a lot of games, uh, but like I said, it's just, you know, what we have to go on right now, I think I'd probably slot them uh, behind those other three right, right now at this moment. So. He is Blake Lovell. Blake, tell them where they can follow you and find all your amazing work. Yeah, I always appreciate it, Mitch. Uh, like you said, uh, you can check out uh, our Blue Ribbon Yearbook is out. So you can check that out, blueribbonyearbook.com. You can buy that. It's in the uh, print digital. It's all available there. So you can, uh, great resource to get you ready for the start of the season and uh, everything else. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. A very special thank you to Blake Lovell for coming on the podcast today to talk all things college basketball. If that interview doesn't get you fired up and ready for the college basketball season, then I don't know what will. Very, very special thank you to Blake Lovell for coming back on the podcast to talk all things college basketball before i leave you i want to encourage you to head on over to the mitchdavishow.com website for all things college basketball college football and everything in between all your up-to-date college sports needs and g-league needs there at the mitchdavishow.com you can follow me on twitter mitchdavis underscore eight instagram and youtube by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. Thank you so much for listening to the Tuesday edition of the Mitch Davis Show podcast as Blake Lovell joins me to talk all things college basketball. Enjoy the basketball, folks, tonight. It's going to be amazing. Enjoy it all week as we celebrate the return of the most wonderful, magical time of the year when college basketball and college football overlap it is wonderful it's exciting enjoy it folks it doesn't happen often thank you so much for listening to the mitch davis show and until next time have a great week enjoy the basketball and enjoy some college football as well